All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we've got Briar Doherty back. She is the founder of Career Organics, and we're talking briefly today, but powerfully, about how we can evaluate the month of November, how we can look at how we want to show up in December, the power of truly being off and what becomes possible for our lives when we set our expectations and we evaluate thoughtfully. I love this conversation. I know you will too. Let's get into it. Friar, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this time to reconnect. First of all, catch us up. What's new in your world since our last conversation? All kinds of stuff. We've moved. We're renovating a home. Um, we're launching new classes and courses for our business. Um, so lots, lots going on, and, and really good kind of momentum. I love that. I love that. We're having you back today because at the end of our last interview, we kind of started to tiptoe and talk about this idea of planning and reflecting and looking at how we want things to go. And you've got an approach for this that you are willing to share. So I'm so excited to kind of hear your thoughts on this end of year. How do we, how do we effectively evaluate so that we can plan or maybe not plan, but just move in a better direction? Absolutely. So there's a couple of different perspectives I like to bring into it. One is, you know, as an employee, right? You're coming up on the end of the year. You've got a a one month left. You're about to go into holiday season where everybody has multiple priorities outside of work. And so a lot of people lose focus on collecting themselves and ending the year, understanding where they've been and what they've accomplished. So they can start looking to that future of what do I want to do next year? So before resolutions come into it and it becomes an obligation, I think that we sit down and we start to evaluate and and start to plan for the future year. How are we going to mitigate the impact of having to sit down in one session versus doing this throughout the year? So as an employee, I often try to encourage people to think about each month or each quarter saying, what are the big projects I'm working on? What are some of the the new things I've gotten my hands on? Maybe some new team members I'm working with. And then writing that down so that we can create milestones from this. If we can then say, all right, well, I started working with a new team. It was 12 people. Uh, We were able to impact this. So in say three months, you do your other evaluation, you sit down, you look at what you wrote last time and you say, where am I now? And then what was accomplished? And this is a really nice ebb and flow because you're, you're talking about your past and allowed to evaluate the growth, right? So say you were working with a, a team of 12 in the first quarter 
And now all of a sudden you're evaluating, you say, wow, I'm writing that I have 24 people on my team now. You now understand I've doubled that capacity or that management or that responsibility. Whereas at the end of the year, you may forget that you started the year with a team of 12 versus now a team of 36. So really marking that down and creating those kind of segmented sessions to your planning, I see gives greater impact. It also keeps you kind of aligned to where you want to go in your growth versus reactive when someone gives you a new task or a new responsibility. I love that. And I, I want to frame out kind of where to evaluate because you mentioned new projects or big accomplishments. If you're working with more people, um, the impacts. I love to look at, all right, what are some great emails that I've received? What is some feedback that I've received that I really appreciated? And I love the idea of looking at it. So as we're talking at the end of November, like looking at it, if you haven't already established this habit for yourself, that's okay. Start for November, do it again in December and, and then keep it going because we do, we have such short memories for how we're making impact and we're terrible judgers of what's different between today, you know, the end of November and what we were looking at January 1st. Like we have terrible short-term memories around that. Absolutely. Well, we're also, another point to that though is we're so critical in judging ourselves. So thinking about, well, my team grew might just be some shorthanded comment you make to yourself. But if you've written down the number of people that you started with, and you actually see that impact, that tangible number, it makes it a lot easier to count that as a win for yourself mm-hmm. and see the impact of that growth and, and be able to then speak to it. Because a, a lot of times we do this planning on what our growth looks like, but in order to get that growth opportunity, we need to sell ourselves. We need to talk about those accomplishments. We need to, whether it's in a review or it's in an interview externally for another role, we're, we're very, you know, you say shorthanded, it's you, you shorthand yourself by not doing that work and not having those pivotal points throughout the year to talk about and to actually absorb. And when it's tangible, I'm paid, you know, pen and paper, or, you know, on, on your one note or whatever you use to track these notes, it makes it so much easier to say, yep, I, I did it. And yes, I did that well. Yeah. I think the other thing that it does is that it catches you before you go too far, not making the impact that you want to make in the world. Very much. Very and much. I mean, I'm thinking about it in November and I'm like, if I'm being really honest, I've done a lot of treading water in November and it's because I've had so many of those additional expectations and change in my own life. Like you, I moved, Mm -hmm. I've had, you know, two kids that changed schools. We've managed a lot of disruption in our home. And so treading water is certainly better than drowning. So I'm going to take that as the win, right? That is your win. (laughs) But also to be recognizing that 
Okay. But I do desire forward momentum. So that means that I want to, instead of having inbox zero for December, I want to be more thoughtful about, okay, if I let the inbox zero go and I'm not just managing email tennis, what could I do instead? That's going to feel like a great, strong finish for the year as opposed to treading water. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you're bringing this up though. So it's, it's that second perspective I was talking about where it's not the employee, but it's the entrepreneur. Yeah. And, you know, they've launched their own business or they've been in business for years. And, and how do you plan your successes when there are multiple priorities? We have a ton of different things that have literally just come out in the last three months, but vaccine mandates and having to comply with that as a business owner or having to, you know, see people through the great resignation, having epiphanies and not wanting to work for you anymore, or any of those, those nuances that have never been in the market. And so how do we catch up to the times and then continue to hold ourselves accountable for our planning and for our milestones and goals? And as a business owner, it's setting those realistic expectations so you can check things off. You know, as a, as a certainty driver, and a lot of business owners are, they, they want to be able to check their boxes. They want to say, I've accomplished something or else why am I doing this? And I have a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs who say that, well, what's the point? Yeah. And when you, get to, when you get to that statement, it means the overwhelm has sunk in, right? So you're not treading water, you are now in the drowning category. And I see that the planning hasn't been there. The pivoting hasn't been there. So if you set your milestones on a quarterly basis for your own business, and you know you said inbox zero, well, first quarter, you're like, I want inbox zero. And you see after two months, you know what? That's just not reality for me. Actually taking the time to say, what is that pivot? And what's a different priority I could focus on that's gonna give me fulfillment in my business? and allowing yourself to switch. And, and I don't think a lot of people up until now have allowed flexibility in their businesses as entrepreneurs because they want the, whether it's the financial goal, the you know reach goal, any, any of those goals that they've had in the past, COVID unfortunately has made us all have to reevaluate our business model and what is important. So yeah. for you, you just went through a move, you have kids, I went through a move. I have kids. Uh, I also do homeschool on top of my business and my husband working. So there's a lot of priorities in there. And shifting, I, I shift. And our last conversation, we talked about, you know, I'm constantly evaluating. It's like a, on an hourly basis. And I'm not asking business owners to do that because, you know, some people just, that would be complete fatigue and overwhelm. Yeah. But at the end of a week, at the end of a month, it's accounting for the change in the market, accounting for the change in our world that I think helps take down the overwhelm, put it in reality, and then be able to action on that reality. Yes. I think that having the presence, this is what is, allows us to look at it with kind of more distance yep. so that we can look at it objectively and say, okay, this is, this is what this is. Given that knowing what I know, how do I want to handle that? Yes. 
that objectiveness that comes from doing the reflection in a way, whether it's on paper or in digital, it helps it literally get out of your head for processing. Absolutely. And that, that's the biggest piece of the pie though, is, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're constantly thinking, you know, you're the visionary, you're the executor, you're, you're all of these different roles and thoughts are constantly running amok, right? And we have to hold our th- thoughts accountable and how better to do that than to get it out of your head and onto paper, onto a you know, Word document, whatever it might be, it can live digitally or, or actually tangibly like in your hand. And it's the first step toward being able to action on it. Because if you don't make a grocery list, you're probably not gonna remember all the groceries you need un- yeah. unless you write it down. You know, it works for a reason. So I, I love the, you know, getting it out of your head And that's for an employee, that's for an entrepreneur, that's for just about anyone out there trying to hit a goal. Yeah. You mentioned back towards the top of our conversation about how as we head into this last week of November into December, we're managing not just our workload, we're managing a lot of outside expectations, a lot of unknowns as we enter another holiday season where COVID is just throwing wrenches left and right. Yep. How are you looking at your own expectations to align yourself to a joyful season? Love that question. So, you know, part of, part of my like culture in career organics. So the company that, that I run and have founded, you know, we're all about family first. Um, and what I notice is that because I have that at work and I, I really push every employee, like something comes up, that is your first priority. Just communicate that you need the time and we are all about it. And we all step in and we help each other out. And I think that helps me personally live up to that. I I can't say that for everybody else if I'm not living it myself. So you know, and a great example is this past week, um, my daughter, uh, she got uh, hit in the head by a bike and it split her head and we had to rush her to the urgent care and get stitches and all of this. And I canceled my entire afternoon. As soon as it happened, I, I evaluated, yes, we need to go to the doctor, called my team, said, I'm out. I cannot, I need, I need you to own my afternoon for me. And everybody stepped up to the plate and I was able to go and be free of any obligation, any thought of work whatsoever. And I was entirely present for my daughter, which I'm really happy that I can do that. And so I'm going to take that into the holidays. I've, I've blocked some time where I know I'm going to be a better person, better mom, better wife, better boss, better coach. If I have that time to recoup and and have rest time and kick my feet up on the couch and enjoy a book, (laughs) those are the moments that make me better. And I've come to that term that I'm not going to be the best I'm going to be unless I, number one, take my family time because that really does lift me up. It it gives me that boost I need. I I just, I love being around my husband and my kids. Um, And then additionally, just that rest where I get to let my brain just simmer 
and go through my thoughts and not have to action on anything. So I do have very strategic laziness um, planned on my calendar. It is fully blocked. So, so that's how I'm going to, you know, take advantage of, of the end of year and really starting to do my planning and, and prepare for a really big next year. I love that. I love that. I think now that we are approaching December, it's there blocking off our calendars. That's action item. Number one, like block your calendar so that you can do it. And when you need to raise the white flag for whatever reason, emergency or otherwise, I mean, the thing that I have recognized the most lately, because I've had to ask for help more than I've ever had to ask for help. I think in my adult life, and it's vulnerable to do that. It's, it's vulnerable to be like, um, no, I, I actually can't take this call while I'm driving my child to urgent care right now. And Correct. it's funny because I don't know about you, but there is a part of me that's like, no, I, I could try. I could try that. Do you need me to do that? And like, there's a people pleaser in me. And when I recognize that everybody is better off when I can be an advocate for my own needs, wow, like everything gets unlocked for everybody. Magic happens that way. That's right. It, yeah. it, it's interesting because I had a I had a team member. She was asking for a day off. It was like two days before the day off, and she she started the conversation with me, acting like I was going to say no. And ah. I called her on it. I was like, "You need the day. Take the day. Like, no, you're not going to log in for an hour. No, you're not going to try and." finish this or work late the night before. No, you're not logging in over the weekend to make up the work. If you need the day, take the day. And, and I said, you know, was part of the reason you were hesitant because I've given you that thought like that I would say no. She said it had nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. It just, it was her wanting to be the people pleaser. Yeah. It was just this desire to you know, make it right. Now, and I had to explain that making it right was her taking the day and owning that she needed the day. I'm never, ever going to say no to someone that asks with confidence that that is something they need to be them, to be a part of their life, to better employee, be the better sister, whatever it might be that they're fulfilling that day. And, and it was interesting. And I actually did a social post on it afterwards. And she thanked me. She said, I, I needed to be called on that because I, I need to own when I need that time off. And that was really special. That was, that was really great to hear. And so I'm saying that now, because I want people to take account of that. It is important to, to own when you need, even if it's an hour, I just need an hour of alone time as a mom. I think we can all resonate with that. Sometimes it's just like, I need five minutes, no questions. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have capacity I cannot, to answer I cannot provide anything another else. Snack. <laughs> there is no more snacks. Yeah. That's right. So, so owning that and not feeling guilty from it. Like if I need a, a moment from my kids, I'm not a bad mom. I'm actually setting myself up for success for them. If, if I need a day off or if my team needs a day off, they're setting themselves up for success because they're fulfilling something that makes them a better person. 
Yeah. So we have to look at the collective and not just the moment. I think this gets into one last thing that I want to touch on, which is really taking the time off because there's an energetic difference between I'm going to take two days off. Oh, but I'm going to check my email and I'm going to respond to this one thing. And, oh, I should quickly do this quick thing. There's an energetic difference between being just a little bit worky and no work. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And just saying you deserve to be really, truly off. I just you're, you're totally right about the energy because, and, and what's interesting is this, is when you don't take account of that, the work that you do when you're, you know, quotation off, <laughs> you do poorly or you do lackluster or you don't do to your fullest ability because you're not in it. Your heart is like, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be sending this email. I don't want to be taking this phone call. And so your personality, your, you know, forte does not come to the surface and is not involved in that. So I ask, I always ask myself, is it something I'm really wanting to do? Because if I want to log in for half a day while I'm off, it's intentional. There's some like, you know, excitement about what I'm working on or, you know, oh, this update, I can't wait to get it out of my head. And now it's an enjoyment and it adds to my day versus it's an obligation I'm fulfilling. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone likes that side of my personality. <laughs> no, it's like this email tastes bitter. Yes, it does. Yes, it does taste bitter. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to come back. I'm not sure what we're going to do next, but it's going to be something because I just love sharing time with you. Thanks for coming Stay back. Here. Thanks for listening today. I would love your review. Wherever you've listened to this podcast, head on back to that podcast app and give us a five-star review. It will help this episode and all future episodes reach more amazing people just like you.